0: Oh, hello, Rab,
1: Can you hear me? Hello, yes.
0: Ah, oh, brilliant. Good stuff. I, uh, I'm sounding all right to you?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, fantastic. That's great. Well, um, I'll just do a, a quick introduction, and um, then we'll just kick off, and it's just a, a wee chat for 10 or 15 minutes. Is that okay?
1: Okay, no worries. Just, just so you know, I'm expecting a delivery, and it's going to be sod's law that it's going to ding the doorbell. <laughs> <so> <laughs> <good>, just...
0: Well, <laughs> so am I. I... <laughs> I've got, uh, I went some, for some sports shoes to be delivered. So right. um, uh, between two and six, they said. So, yes. Well, anyway, if it goes, it goes. It's all right. We, we can edit this together afterwards. So, it doesn't matter. It's fine.
1: OK, no worries. Uh,
0: good start. Do you want to be Rab or Robert?
1: Yeah, Rab's fine. Yeah. yeah
0: yep. Rab. OK, great. Right. I'll kick off now. Hello and welcome to London Scots podcast. Today we have Rab Young joining us. Rab, where did you come from and how did you end up in London?
1: So I'm from Rutherglen in the south side of Glasgow, uh, or we call it Ruggy. Um, so we were I was living in Glasgow with my partner. Um, she actually got a job down in Southampton. Um, so it was easier for me to get work in London. I'm a civil engineer, so she was down in Southampton. I was working in London, living in digs. Um, so kind of used to go down at the weekend, she would come up. So eventually, we kind of settled in Winchester. Right. So I, I I slightly cheat. I kind of get the best of both worlds now.
0: <laughs> and how was that when you first moved down from the uh, from the, the southern uplands, the sunny southern uplands of South Glasgow, down to uh, down to the, the
1: the big smoke? Yeah, it was great. I mean, I've always kind of been a city person. I love Glasgow and I love just how kind of busy things are. Um, so when I came down to London, it was kind of ten times as busy. Um, so I absolutely loved it. It was great.
0: Huh. And where were you staying when you first moved to London?
1: Um, the first job I did was actually Wembley Central. Um, I do quite a lot of work for Network Rail. Yeah. Uh, I've worked on the underground, the overground. Um, Wembley had not long opened uh, the stadium uh, and they had to upgrade Wembley Central. They were actually going to close it. They weren't going to allow to use it for events because of the lighting. So I actually did a, a lighting job in Wembley Central. It was the very first job I did. Uh, huh. so, so, yeah, it was up north, north London.
0: Huh. And what struck you about London when you first moved down? You said you're, you, you like cities, you come from a big city or the biggest city in Scotland, and, and you like the hustle and bustle. What Did anything strike you differently about London?
1: I think, I think the main thing was it was just there was so many people from around the world. I, th- I think when I was working in, in Glasgow, I, I worked all around Scotland on the railway, Most people were from that area. Mm. Um, If you're working in Glasgow, a lot of people were from Glasgow. You would get the odd person. When I came to London, it was almost the opposite. It seemed that there was nobody from London. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just everybody from all around the world, which was great. Yeah, yeah.
0: it can sometimes be a bit hard to find an Indigenous Londoner
1: in London. Definitely. I I think I've found them over the years. I I think a scaffolding seems to be where they are oh, at. They're, uh, if you get any scaffolders, doesn't they all seem to be cockney so that, that seems to be where they are
0: it's really great though when you when you do meet a genuine Londoner and, and uh, it's uh, I mean they're very they, I mean like most people from all over the world they tend to be very nice and very pleasant and have a good sense of humor
1: I absolutely agree with that definitely I, I would say almost certainly um you know sort of the, the total diamond geezers, as they say well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've worked with quite a few, and and
0: uh, in fact, I, I you know from Edinburgh, but they, they remind me a bit of um, Glasgow folk actually. I mean, I I don't know if it's stereotypical, but I find Glasgow folk generally more open and more friendly. I'm going to annoy everybody in Edinburgh now, but I, I find them more chatty. Uh, apart from anything else,
1: yeah, yeah. I think if you go into pubs in Glasgow, people would just kind of spark up a conversation. Um I, I think if you try that in London they think that you want to be their best mate or, or you're after something. Yeah. and um, but in Glasgow it's just a thing, it's just a little casual chat. It's just it what, just, just it's what people do. Night.
0: And how long have you been down
1: south for? I moved down in two thousand and seven, so so twelve years this year, yeah. Time, time right. Wow, so that's quite a long time. And
0: yeah. And you'll You'll go back to Scotland
1: every now and then or so? Now and again, I used to go up a bit more. Um, I used to drive, but i kind of given up with the driving. I kind of fly up now. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was up in Scotland a couple of weeks ago, went on holiday up to the Outer Hebrides. Oh, you did? Um, oh, it was, it was amazing. I actually drove up, stopped off in Glasgow, and then I drove up onto Sky and got the ferry onto Harris and went all over Harris and Lewis and then came back onto Ellipol. It was absolutely, oh, brilliant. absolutely stunning. So this was a couple of weeks
0: ago, like Yeah, just the start, start of
1: Easter. April. Yeah, just the start of April there.
0: Right. I was I, I was in the same place as you at the same time. Really? We went over we drove up to Alapool and went across from there to Stornoway. and okay. had four days in Stornoway and then uh, three days in North Eust and, and drove about and got down to Eriske. Right. Well, a gorgeous part of the world.
1: Oh, it's lovely. It's like Some of the beaches, it's, it is actually like the Caribbean. I know people say that, but I mean, when the sun comes out, it's amazing.
0: It's incredible. Harris in the sunshine It's just oh, stunning, isn't it? It's
1: absolutely stunning, definitely.
0: Amazing. And um, on our Cayley Club blog, we've, we've just put up a, a blog post um, uh, from the brewer. he's uh, opening up a brewery uh, a brewery in Harris. Okay. Uh, opening up this um, this summer. And so we've just put uh, Callum's blog up there and uh, he's got some interesting things to say about, he's 23, uh, about starting up a, a
1: brewery uh, business in there. Um, Excellent. I visited the distillery when I was up there, obviously just doing the gin at the moment, but the, whiskey, yeah. the whiskey's on its way. It's really
0: well done, isn't it? The yeah. The Paris uh, Gin, yeah. it's, it's, it's yeah. very well branded and the, the whole distillery has uh, got a lovely feel to it.
1: Yeah, definitely. I had a tour around there and it was a local that was working in. it gave us the tour. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of passion, a lot, you know, energy going into that, so it's just really good to see. It
0: is good to see now, but your other passion, of course,
1: is whiskey, is that right? That's right, yeah. So, well, kind of, I, I was up in Isla last August, um, I went on holiday. I kind of I work freelance, so I kind of, you know, I do contracts, have maybe a month off, do other contracts. I was kind of just thinking of trying to do something a bit different, yeah. So, I came back from Isla. And it was that kind of time, it was last August, it was that time of year, there's weddings, there's festivals. Yeah. And it was all over social media about pop-up gin bars, pop-up Prosecco bars. Yeah. I thought, I wonder if there's a pop-up whiskey bar. Yeah, had a little kind of Google, thought, there isn't one. So that that's it, I'm going to have a pop-up whiskey bar. <laughs> so so I, yeah, it was kind of one of them, I I just went for it and, I, and that's now what I've set up and I'm... Trying to promote my whiskey bar, yeah.
0: So tell us about it then. So what's it called?
1: It's the Spirit of Scotland. Spirit of Scotland, a great name. Yeah, so it's basically quite a small pop-up. It's just myself. So I've got 20 Scottish single malts. Um, and basically I'm looking at weddings, small festivals, parties. Um, so I've been doing a few wedding fairs. So I've actually got a few weddings booked, which is good. So I'm looking forward to doing them that. oh, That's
0: a great idea. So people will have this at their wedding so they can... They can uh... People can entertain themselves by learning about Scotch,
1: uh, whiskey and, and having a nice time. De- definitely. I mean, one thing I found about whiskey is sometimes it's a bit off-putting. You don't really know how to order it. How much does it cost? You know, where's it from? So I've kind of tried to demystify it a little bit. I've got kind of a simplified menu um, for people to have a look at. got a few from all the different regions. So I've, I've just tried to kind of take... Take it back, make it a bit easier for people to to kind of select one. Really,
0: yeah, I know it's a, it's a great idea, and um, it, it's got such a fascination for so many different people around the world, hasn't it?
1: De- definitely, when we were on Isla, you know, there was people literally from all corners. It was it's unbelievable. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's they, they probably drink it more abroad than we drink it here. That's the thing.
0: Yes. Yeah, I, I can believe that. I can believe it. So uh, what got you into whiskey? I mean, it might sound like a daft question, but how did that
1: come about? Well, I've always just kind of enjoyed a little drama at the end of the night. Um, and then obviously when I was looking for the business idea, it was kind of it just kind of came to me really. It was one of them. Um, I enjoy meeting people, so it's, a, it's another way to get out there and meet people. And um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It was just kind of a bit of inspiration, really. It just came to me. Ah,
0: that's a great idea. And um, you find that it's mainly um, mainly weddings that you're you're being taken to, or
1: well, well, I've actually got a couple of beer festivals this month. I've got one locally in Winchester. It's it's a local craft brewer. Um, they're having an open day. I was up there in October last year as well. Um, I'm I'm trying to promote the half and a half. Uh huh. Um, Come back to that. You know, it's kind of a lot of people think it was an old-fashioned thing. Um, you know, sort of drinking the half pint of beer, or lager, and a little whiskey together. Yeah. But but funny enough, Brewdog are actually helping me because they've just brought out the boiler maker. Oh. Um, they, they've made three of their own whiskeys, so now when you're in Brewdog, you can actually get a half and a half. Right. Uh, they're calling it a boiler maker. I was a bit disappointed. They didn't, they didn't just call it a half and a half, but never mind. <laughs> um so remind me again: which one's the ch- whiskey? Is the chaser? Is it? Well, well, no. The, the whiskey is kind of the main part, and then it's a beer chaser. Beer chaser, okay. Yeah, so what do you right. drink first with, the, with this? Oh. Well, it doesn't really matter. I don't suppose as long as you don't down the whiskey, a lot of people. Um, I I think the Americans with a the boilermaker, they drop the whiskey into the into the lager. Oh, I see. Um, so I, I'm not really one for telling folk what to do, but I, I wouldn't recommend that one. No. So they're probably probably in, in, in best enjoyed just next to each other.
0: Okay, and taking a drink of one and then a drink of the other,
1: or exactly that, exactly that. Oh,
0: okay. So in terms of enjoying, not just telling people what to do with their whiskey, but in terms of you enjoying your whiskey, what do you? What
1: particular whiskies do you like and how do you drink them? I mean, I'm a bit of a smokehead. I like all the Isla ones. I mean, like Lagavulin, mm-hmm. um, that, that would be my favourite. Um, I, I drink it straight, basically. I, I, it's a little bit of water, but not in the PT ones. If I was having, like, maybe a Lowland, a Glen Kinchy, or an Ockintoshion, I would maybe have a couple of drops of water in that. But the big, heavy PT ones, um, I would just drink, generally drink that straight.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, do you uh, Is this like just a, a, I was going to say A recreational drink Is this um, after a meal Because I've seen it Being used sometimes As people drinking Whiskey after a meal As opposed to brandy I mean I know that Probably this is A very few people I don't drink brandy After a meal But I'd like to <laughs> But um, Yeah I, I, Drinking it like that Or is that Yeah de-
1: de- Definitely If you've went out For a nice meal um, At the end of the night It's nice just to sit down And just have a little dram. It's beautiful
0: Yeah uh, yeah, a real, um, it's a real quiet,
1: it's
0: a real, is it, do you find it
1: a meditative drink, or? Um, or it, 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 it kind of depends what sort of mood you're in. Um, I mean, a lot of people say to me, when, when I'm out at the wedding fairs, people say, I don't like whiskey, and you think, but but something from the lowlands would taste completely different from, like, a Speyside, the more sort of sherry ones, in it. and then you've got the PT ones from Isla. So, so there's such a variety out there that you know people just need to get out there and explore a little bit. I think.
0: Yeah, well, I think that's a that's a great idea and great advice as well. So, um, tell us then, the, the difference in the flavour of whiskey comes from the water. Is that right? And
1: where it... No, a lot of people a lot of people think it comes from the water, but it's actually how it's matured. Well, the first thing when you're malting the barley. Um, you basically wet the barley and then, and then traditionally they used to put it out on the, on the floor uh-huh. of the and then you, you need to heat it up. Um, so, so basically they would start the fire underneath. Obviously in Islay, peat is the main source of fuel. So, so they were using peat and it's the smoke from the fire that's putting the, the, the peatiness into the whiskey. Okay. So, so that, that, that's where the peatiness comes from on Islay. A space size is very famous for a sort of more sherry, Christmas cakey, traditionally they would be using old sherry casks um, to mature the whisky so, so that's where it's taking the flavour, a lot of people use old bourbon casks so it's, it's taking a lot of the flavour out, out of the barrel
0: Right, right um, I remember going to a, a, a cooperage in, um, where was it now it was near Riney, or Riney, I'm not quite sure in Aberdeenshire Okay. and uh, just watching them create the, the casks Uh, It was quite
1: something. Oh, yeah, it's phenomenal. I've never actually been to one, but I've seen a few videos. It's such a skilled job.
0: It's a really skilled job. And just watching how fast that they work, and uh, it's terrific. You know, they're constructing these casks, uh, either repairing old ones or or constructing new ones, and watching it with the firing of it all. And, oh, it's just, it's an incredible job.
1: Yeah, it's quite a spectacle.
0: Yeah. Wow. And quite an industry, of course, a huge industry for Scotland, and I believe whiskey accounts for something like a—is it a quarter of the whole of the food and drink exportations UK overall?
1: Yeah, I, I could—I I don't know the figures, but I could definitely believe that.
0: Huh. Well, um, so uh, let's come to what you do in your spare time then, when you're when you're not um, sampling whiskey or not um, encouraging others to sample it. What do you get up to?
1: Um, I quite like a little walk down the beach. Being so close to the south coast. Um, I like to get down to Bournemouth or around these parts, go for a long walk in the beach. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's one of the main things. A little, a dabble little bit of gardening, you know. Yeah.
0: Very good. So, yeah. And uh, now it's our joke or app time. So you are going to tell us a joke or tell us about an app that you use that you find kind of indispensable.
1: Um, I think I need to go for the the the, the guy walks into a baker's and he points at the counter, and he says, "Is that a donut or a meringue?" And the baker says, no, you're right, it's a donut.
0: <laughs> Very, I don't, I don't care how many times I hear that joke, that always makes me laugh.
1: It's <laughs> Ricky Fulton, I, is I, it? I use it at any opportunity <laughs> I, I can get.
0: <laughs> what was it? Was it Ricky Fulton that published it, that, uh, that made it famous? Or
1: I'm not sure, actually, who was the first person to say that. I, I'm not too sure.
0: Well, anyway, anyone that's listening in, do drop us a, a note to uh, ed.caileyclub.com or, or on Twitter or something like that and let us know who was that. Brilliant. No, that's a terrific joke. Terrific joke to end on. Rad, right, listen, it's been a real pleasure talking to you, talking about whiskey, and uh, good luck with the Spirit of Scotland. Uh, where can where can we find you on the web?
1: Yeah, so I've got a website, www.the-spirit-of-scotland.co.uk That's great. And you're
0: also going to be doing some uh, Airbnb experiences, is that right?
1: That's right, yeah. It was actually yourself that put me on to that, funny enough. Um, I, I'm doing two experiences. Uh, they're, they're fairly new Airbnb experiences. Um, so, so I'm doing a nighttime one in London, um, which is basically taking people, it's, it's a Scottish night out basically. So it's taking people around a few pubs in Camden uh, and then coming across to the Cayley. Um, so so that, that, that's one of the experiences. And then there's a daytime one where we'll be walking around central London looking at a few scottish landmarks and then dropping into a few pubs to try a few whiskies.
0: very nice so, that sounds great good yeah um because actually i think the, the, the kind of the, if you looked at a uh, scottish market in london it's kind of under catered for and um I mean, we were up and we we're up in lewis and harris and that um i was thinking you know, it must be quite difficult at times for you know, so many tourists come to Edinburgh and so many of them stick around the Royal Mile and that's that's the whole taste of Scotland. You know, a lot of people don't get further afield. Yeah. In fact, a lot of tourists, of course, just come to London. They never even come to Scotland. And uh, to actually to be able to give people a chance to have a little taste of Scotland in London is a really nice thing to do, so...
1: Yeah, you know, I've been I've been a, I mean, I've been to the Cayley a few times. I used to be the kind of... Um sort of uh, in work when we were organising nights out I used to have to usually organise them so it was one of the Burns Night ones down at um, Hammersmith in too Hammersmith. I, I took everybody down it was a bit of a night I had down there so yeah good for you brilliant well listen
0: great talking to you and um, we look forward to your experiences and you've got a couple of free tickets for the Cayley Club anytime you want to use them
1: that's brilliant thanks very much Ed well listen pleasure talking to you have a great day Brad take it easy thanks cheers now bye cheers